I'm going to tell you two things that I sincerely believe. The first is that there's no way Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee in 2024. And the second is that there's no way that anybody but Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee in 2024. Um, <laughs> If, if it sounds like I'm suffering from sudden onset multiple personality disorder, uh, maybe, but I'm really, I'm just following the news cycle that is, uh, you know, it's moving around more than two fat kids on a seesaw mounted to a trampoline inside one of those bouncy houses. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. Um, on, on the negative side, let's, let's do the negative side first. Um, Biden has a, as an incumbent, as a serious primary challenger in the form of one RFK Jr., Never a good sign for an incumbent. Just ask uh, LBJ or uh, or Jimmy Carter for that matter. Uh, he's got a lousy approval rating. There's a new poll showing that 56% of Americans believe that it's likely that he's accepted bribes from foreign powers. Uh, there is Hunter Biden, the, uh, the the shunned seventh grandchild. All all of this stuff that just says there's no way that the Democrats can stick with this guy in 2024. Um, in fact, Bill, a couple of writers I respect, uh, one one of my colleagues at PJ Media, Jeff Reynolds, and uh, Deb Philman. I can't remember where she writes anymore, but she used to be at PJ. Um, uh, they say that uh, the, the new nominee is going to be none other than your governor, Gavin Newsom. Um, Deb wrote, mark my words, this is the plan. Replace Biden with the shinier, less senile version of Bond villain. If I had to predict right now, Newsom will be the nominee, not Biden. In fact, Biden will likely pass the baton directly to the guy rather than run. Do you see Governor Hare Jill being at the top of the ticket? It's a possibility. I mean, you know, Joe Biden's just a dropped ice cream cone away from being out of the race. And so you, nobody really knows what's going to happen there. Uh, whether it's Biden or um, um, Newsom, I, rem I remember when shortly after the election in 2016, when Donald Trump uh, won, I don't really actually remember the precise dynamics of it, but it was something to the effect of that Trump was the only person who could have beaten Clinton and Trump could not have beaten anybody else. Something along those hmm. lines, right? And and what? And that's the first thing I got when you started talking about this, both with Biden and with Newsom. This is where Donald Trump is at his absolute best in terms of his political effectiveness, because he's not afraid to go there. He has, in the last several days, especially said, "You know, how did the cocaine get to the White House?" Well, let's start with Hunter Biden. He he just he just goes there, and and Trump will be able to take uh, Biden's record and Nef and Newsom's record to to astonishing heights. You know that. That is the kind. That's the kind of opponent that that Republicans should want, because it unless you know the sweet meteor of death intervenes, Donald Trump's going to be the Republican uh, nominee, and Donald Trump is at his best when he has something to sink his teeth into, in terms of his remarkable uh, skill at um, invective, and and his willingness. To get into that fight, his willingness to talk about things that everybody knows is true. Trump has not been shy about Biden's um, uh, mental uh, condition, and while he hasn't had too much interactions with uh, Newsom, he'll certainly be able to say, "Well, we, when I was president, we had the greatest economy in the world. Here's what Newsom did to California, and before that, he did this to San Francisco." He won't be he won't be gentleman Jim with either one of these two, yeah. but if it turns out that it's Trump versus Biden, it's going to be personal. 
and and I personally think that that this is as I said I think this presents Donald Trump an opportunity to be at his most I almost said at his best I'll stay with that too at his best but at, also at his most politically effective when he is criticizing somebody who has a lot to be criticized about he doesn't beat around the bush about it he goes straight for the jugular and uh, it's a pretty broad jugular in the case of both of these candidates, but I think especially with, with Biden. You know, Ed, Bill, I, you made me flash on something. I remember that, that pivotal moment in the 2016 race. Uh, I believe it was during one of the debates where Trump looks at Hillary Clinton and just says, she's a nasty person, isn't she? And yeah, or, or, he said, or, or that reply was, you'd be in jail. You know, that kind, that of, kind thing. of thing. Yeah, just turn to Biden and say, man, you are a senile fraud, aren't you? Just, uh, the emperor has no clothes. I would, I would love to see that. Um, Me too. Scott, my, my problem with this whole how do you get rid of Biden thing is there is no way that this guy lets go of power while there's still a, another dime to be squeezed out of the Treasury for him or his buddies or uh, from his uh, from his pals in Beijing. Uh, it's it's almost impossible to, to unseat a sitting president from, from your own party's ticket, especially when the backup is... Kamala Harris. Uh, you got to get rid of her first, and that is basically impossible. So are we just wasting our time here with all, all of this talk, or is there there's something inherent about our crazy political system that draws this out of us all the time? Yeah, I'm afraid that's sad but true, the latter. Um, as I agree that the only way that Biden gets out of this race is on wheels horizontal. And, uh, you know, that I pray does not happen because I don't want, you know, bad things to happen to anybody. And Kamala Harris is in line. So uh, not only does <laughs> this, my this natural... This is everybody's nightmare, yes. Not only does my natural human compassion, you know, reach out to Dr. Joe Biden and uh, and her husband, but it's like the consequences of that are even more severe. Um, and and I don't rule that out. I mean, it's not necessarily that that um, that the the sitting president is completely um, out of the picture, but if he should just not be able to serve anymore or not be able to go on anymore, if he gets to a point for some reason with an injury or a sickness or whatever, that he can't do this and uh, and his vice president steps in, then I think there's a really strong move in the party to say we need to carry on the legacy um, despite what we think from our side, our, our perspective, uh, the Democrats, even though they don't think a whole lot of Joe Biden's personal uh, popularity, do look at uh, much of what has been accomplished during his administration as great triumphs and they think that there there's more to come and they would like to have somebody who's more progressive like Kamala Harris in that in that chair so i i would guess that she depending on the timing of everything would then become the nominee i gavin newsom doesn't seem as strong a prospect to me as he may to others but but then i don't know him as well as bill does um and then you know axios had a story today uh as i'm saying this is tuesday um about uh, Joe Biden's penchant uh, while in public to tr to be seen as an affable grandfatherly guy in private. Apparently, uh, you're not considered to be part of the Biden staff until he shouted at you, uh, usually with obscenities. Uh, apparently, it, he's done a lot of kind of BS, GD, effing this, effing that, uh, kind of uh, to the extent that his nickname among his uh, staffers and former staffers is old yeller um, because 
he well, is you know constantly what happened to old Yeller. Yeah, well, so he's constantly, uh, he's got an explosive personality. Now, some people are saying, why don't we get more of that in public? Because people would really appreciate seeing that guy who's in for the fight. No. Uh, you know, Glenn Reynolds, I think, commented, or maybe it was you, Steve Green, I don't know, but it was on instapundit.com, uh, commented about how, you know, perhaps that would be seen as another symptom of onset of, of dementia, um, that, you know, that kind of meanness and anger uh, and things like that. So, um, but I think Bill's right about about Trump's ability to take on somebody like Joe Biden. I mean, the only guy in the in the primaries, the Republican primaries, who's willing to say boo to jo Donald Trump is Chris Christie, and everybody else is dancing around him, hoping to ingratiate themselves with his followers, not realizing that it doesn't matter whether you attack him or you don't attack him, he will attack you if you become a threat at all, and his supporters, those hardcore Trump supporters, are not yours anyway. Um, um, so, no. you know, the, what Christie is, it, Christie's strategy is basically to understand that and go for the people who aren't necessarily hardcore Trump supporters, but would be uh, Republicans or supporters of a, of a conservative candidate. Um, but, you know, there, Trump doesn't have any internal threat in the Republican Party because nobody's willing to go after him. And he's showing himself as somebody, crass as he may be, willing to go after the other side. And there are a lot of people who say, hey, whatever it takes, uh, let's take them down. So, yeah, I think uh, assuming Biden's good health, I think he winds up being the party's nominee. Um, the only way I think that he, he doesn't is literally if he's not able to. Yeah. Steve, I have a question for yeah. you on this. So what so Let's just say for the sake of this argument that it's going to be either Biden or, or Newsom. Like just That's just the premise that we're working with on this episode. What happens to Kamala Harris? Does she get? Does she retain her vice presidential spot if Newsom is the nominee? Yeah. I know they want to get rid of her like crazy. I know they want to get rid of her. There's no question they want to get rid of her. But can they afford to dump her? They'll say you can't you know? get a VP from California with a, with a, a presidential candidate from that's California. That's what they'll yeah. say. That's that's yes. how they'll get out uh, of it. Scott's right on that, and also they'll make her secretary of education or something. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, I put her in charge of the DEA. Um, the other the other thing about uh, the that beep slide, if by some odd chance it, it is Gavin Newsom instead of Joe Biden, they'll have to replace Kamala Harris with another first this of this. Absolutely yeah. yes. So it, it won't be another white guy, especially if they, since they'd be re replacing one white guy at the top of the ticket with another white guy at the top of the ticket. So they'll they'll have to go with somebody who is uh, not just female and of color, but also probably gay. Uh, maybe it's yep. Pete Buttigieg. I I don't know, but it has to be another first this of that, and maybe the other thing. Uh, that said, Scott, it was that Axios piece you you mentioned that made me realize I was I was developing multiple personality disorder or schizophrenia or something because I read the headline of that piece and it sounded like it was going to be one of these hit pieces that we've seen coming out a little more frequently from the mainstream media on Biden. And I'm like, oh, this this could be meaty. And then I actually start reading the piece and uh, the spin was he's the un uh, the unyielding executive who doesn't put yeah. up with briefs that aren't complete. And if it's not in there, right? Yeah, he's an alpha male. Yeah. Um, he's on top of the facts which and he species, grills all that's his, the question. his subordinates. He grills them all. And if they don't have the facts, then he explodes at them. Exactly. And, and by the way, first comes first comes the Alzheimer's and then comes the dementia. And and I've lived through this and so many other people. The Alzheimer's is heartbreaking. The dementia is 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 soul destroying. 
Yeah. It, it's just ugly. It's, it's ugly, 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 and it's not. It's not the person. It's it's a it's a it's a mental illness, and it can make the kindest person into somebody really aggressive and nasty. And I've never thought that Joe Biden was particularly kind to begin with. Well, yeah, and, and I would say that I don't. I, I'm continuing to say what I've said to you for years now, Bill. Is I don't buy the fact that we're going to have, have a sudden revelation that he's got dementia or Alzheimer's, but. In this story in Axios, they point out that this behavior on Biden's part goes way back. <laughs> like he's he's been a nasty SOB to his staff people for a long time. And we, we've seen those outbursts in public from from time to time. And he, he is a nasty piece of work. All, always has been. That said, you're still never going to convince me, even with this Axios report, that Joe Biden is like uh, Phil Hartman playing mastermind Ronald Reagan <laughs> in that classic <laughs> SNL sketch. Never going to happen uh let, yeah. me, let me wrap this up real quick um we don't know what's going to happen anybody who who's making a prediction now about what the 2024 scene is going to look like nobody knows we've got a crazy political system and all of this stuff has to play out and all the players large and small are all just uh, there, there there are so many gears there are so many pieces in motion there will be so many crises and opportunities that'll that'll change the math that nobody knows all I know for sure is at this point, I want to get in the bouncy house with the fat kids and have a little fun and take a break. And that's your right angle on that, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. For Bill Whittle and Scott Ott, I'm Steve Green. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.